Well, tonight on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about once again, Charlie Kirk, you know, from Turning Point USA. He has a uh, show and he had brought up affirmative action. Now, you know that um, the affirmative action conversation we've been having, you know, ever since the Supreme Court struck that down uh, in college admissions and now is spreading to other things uh, recently. Um, as we talked about, uh, we haven't done a full podcast on it, but we just kind of mentioned it that there are Republican attorney generals sending uh, correspondence to uh, major companies in the United States that's in their state and saying that they cannot use affirmative action um, in hiring. So the, I told you it was going to spread to other things, but Charlie Kirk, I want you to hear what he says about Michelle Obama, former first lady, uh, Justice Katanji Brown Jackson, Joy Reid, and Representative Sheila Jackson Lee in his tirade uh, about affirmative action. Because let me tell you something: the white supremacists—they're so mediocre. But we, we'll get into that. But let's go ahead and roll that. You really have to wonder. In fact, you know, if if we would have said three weeks ago, Blake, if we would have said that Joy Reid and Michelle Obama and Sheila Jackson Lee and Katanji Brown Jackson were affirmative action picks, we would have been called the racist. But now they're coming out and they're saying it for us. They're coming out and they're saying, I'm only here because of affirmative action. Yeah, we know. Well, let me just be clear. I got into Harvard only because of affirmative action. I went to a school no one had ever heard of in Denver, Colorado, in a small suburb. I didn't go to Exeter or Andover. Yeah, I didn't right. have college test prep. I just happened to be really nerdy and smart and have really good grades and good SAT scores. Right. But someone came to Denver, Colorado to look for me. A Harvard right. recruiter flew to Denver, and I met up with her at the Village Inn restaurant and did a pre-interview to get to to pull me into Harvard. I wasn't. I was pulled in. And the, and the schools like Harvard and Yale that I got the, into affirmatively. Yes. And it was literally not saying we're going to take an unqualified person and put them right. in Harvard. Yes. We're going to take a very qualified person who we would never know existed and put them in Harvard. That's how I got there. That's how Katanji got there. That's how Justice Jackson, I should say, Justice Jackson got there. It's how Clarence Thomas got there. You do not have the brain processing power to otherwise be taken really seriously. You had to go steal a white person's slot to go be taken Somewhat seriously. We know. We know. It's very obvious to us that you were not smart enough to be able to get in on your own. I couldn't make it on my own, so I needed to make take opportunities from someone more deserving. You know, this is how arrogant Joy Reid and Katanji Brown Jackson and Michelle Obama and Sheila Jackson Lee are. They're so narcissistic, they think this is persuasive. And Joy Reid is, without a doubt, the dumbest narcissist on television. And by the way, none of them believe in affirmative action. You're trying to tell me if Sheila Jackson Lee, ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome aboard flight 781 with nonstop service from Houston, Texas to Washington Reagan National Airport. Uh, I want to tell you that we have Sheila Jackson Lee on board. And in the spirit of affirmative action, we have Ramon and Cadillac are your two pilots. They've never flown before, but they are black. Sheila Jackson Lee would be like, forget it, I'm off this plane. She would jump like, I ain't flying here. They're, they don't believe it. Yeah, Andrew, but Ramon and Cadillac did stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. And they're black. Who cares? 
I don't care the color of the skin of the pilot. I care, are you there because you earned it? Remember when we said that affirmative action being struck down is actually going to be a benefit all the way around for black Americans. Now we talked about it with the sense of the Asian community. We said that they're going to really see who's been holding them back in admissions. But let's talk about the white supremacists, those who for years tried to blame their mediocrity for years, tried to blame their failure on black people saying that I could not get into a college because they let a black person in. As you heard Charlie Kirk say that these women was given positions that belong to white people. Why do you assume all positions belong to white people? It's because you have a white supremacist mindset. If you had a mindset to say, Hey, you remember like y'all like to say, well, they should just choose the best person and they chose the best people at the time. And actually it was a good choice because let's talk about joy Reed, right? Joy Reed said that she was a nerd. She got her uh, schoolwork. I may not agree with the things joy Reed says. I may not agree with her politics, but I'm going to tell you something about me and how I get down. Even though I may not agree with someone's politics in the community, or certain mindsets, but if there's, if the white supremacists are just attacking them for no reason or straight lying on them, then I'm going to say something to me. That's just a code that I live by. It's like this, you know, when it comes to family, you can argue with, with family all day long. Y'all can be at each other's throats all day, but when it comes to somebody on the outside, you pause all that and say, wait a minute, I could tell them something, but not you. But let, let's get to, to Charlie Kirk here. So just his background, he dropped out of junior community college. He drew, he's a college dropout. He couldn't even make it. Then he tried to get into West point, West point. He couldn't get into that either. What was his excuse? Oh, well, they let other people in with different, uh, races and genders. So you failed in community college. You failed with West point. And it's black people's fault. Y'all, let me tell you something. With this affirmative action thing going going away, this is great. Because see, the white supremacists need to always use the black person as a excuse for their perpetual failure. We know America would not be where it's at today if it wouldn't be for the black man and woman that built America. There was no America when black men and women were some of them were already here. A lot were brought here. Okay. Through the transatlantic slave trade. There was no America. We are part of the people that built America. They, uh, we did not immigrate here. There was no country for us to immigrate to. So when they try to even say, well, you know, even black people, black Americans, they're immigrants. We're not immigrants. There was no country to immigrate to. We are the founders of this country. But you have to look in their history. They couldn't even get the British off their backs without black people. If they had did it on their own, they wouldn't have won a revolutionary war. They learned a long time ago that they cannot do anything without the black man and woman. They blame their failures on black people. They lean on black people to do just about everything. And now because black people say, I'm not going to be picking your strawberries. I'm not going to be picking your grapes. I'm not going to be doing anything like that. So the only way they're getting black people to do that now is either incarcerate them or 
open up the floodgates for Latin America and take advantage of their situation, which the white supremacists put them in their situations in Latin America and let the Latin American people come in here and let them do all the work because you know, I'm lazy. I'm not going to do the work no matter what happens. All that, that fluff about they taking our jobs with Ron DeSantis. He had exposed that, that he opened up all those jobs for them. And you do not see them flooding over here, going to Florida to take those jobs. They don't want to work. They don't want to compete at an equal playing field. Now, he mentioned Joy Reid, and she's saying affirmative action got her in there. But she did say a recruiter from Harvard went all the way to Denver, Colorado, where she was at, and did an interview with her. Listen, a person could give you an opportunity, but they can't do the work for you. And let's call it what it is, Charlie. You couldn't even do the work at a freaking junior college. You couldn't do the work there. Junior college is, is, is a place that is a little easier for people. And you couldn't even do that. You couldn't do it. You dropped out because sir, you're a failure. You have failed. See, let me tell y'all something. If you can't make it in the system that's was engineered to give you a, a artificial position of superiority. And if you can't make it as, as a, as a white person, then you know how bad the action make you look. Listen, black people are put in an artificial position of being at the bottom. And even at that position, they work hard and scale themselves up out of all of that oppression. And they become better than you. Every black person, let me tell y'all something. The reason why he's mad at justice Jackson, the reason why he's mad at Sheila Jackson Lee which I definitely disagree with her in a lot of her politics. The reason why he's upset with former first lady, Michelle Obama, who went to two Ivy league schools. She did her bachelor's degree at Princeton. And then she did her law degree at Harvard. She was Jackson Lee. She went to Yale university. Of course we know, uh, uh joy Reed went to Harvard, Katanji Brown Jackson, Harvard, all those women, are just smarter than him. All those women have more success than him. Former first lady, U.S. representative for a long time. Joy Reid, you know, she has a multi-million dollar contract on the news. Supreme Court justice. All those women are more successful than him. And his rationale, instead of him just saying, hey, those women are smarter, those women are just a lot better than me in, in, those, in those fields. It is what it is. It's okay to say somebody's better than you. It's okay, but not to the white supremacist. You can't say a black person's better than you. You got to say, oh, it's because of affirmative action. Not because they were smart enough to do the work, because the quote unquote affirmative action may get you in the door, but it doesn't keep you there, right? If, if, if Michelle Obama couldn't do the work, then she would have made it in Princeton. She surely wouldn't have made it go to Harvard Law. Sheila Jackson Lee wouldn't have made it in Yale. You got to listen. There are a lot of black people that are just better than you, sir. And that messes with your head because you have been told that your particular skin color makes you superior. You have been lied to. And, and as the world continue to, to go along and as your 
envelopian supremacy is constantly dwindled, dwindled down because you understand their envelopian supremacy is not going to just be gone overnight. No, what's happening to it. And they know it is the slow erosion of it. Okay. So it's eroding slowly. Well, you know, it's kind of like termites termites when they get into, you know, a wall, the first day they don't knock down a, 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 a house. They don't make big holes in the walls and stuff like that. The first day they're there. No, with time, when the termites are there, it's slowly eroding the woods slowly, slowly to the point that if you don't deal with those termites, you're going to have a whole wall cave in or a house cave in because you have a termite infested infestation. Well, that's what's happening with, 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 with name mindset, white supremacy. It's being, it's like the termite It's being slowly eaten away, slowly eaten. And they see it happening. And which actually is actually a beautiful thing. The way that's happening. Cause see, if it was like just a, a mass thing to attack it, they, they have all these weapons for that, but a slow erosion of it and they see it and they can't really stop the slow erosion. So now the more and more white supremacy is eroded, the more and more they fear competition. You better believe me, uh, brothers and sisters. They fear competing because when they have to compete on an equal playing field, they are in trouble. Look, how many times have they tried to keep us out of certain sports? They try to keep us out of certain jobs. You name it, they try to keep us out of it. Why? Because listen, if you were truly superior, nobody would threaten you. You wouldn't have to try to keep somebody out. Listen, if they're trying to keep you out, it's because they know he and she is better than me. If I let them in, it's going to expose me because I've been talking cash-ish all these years about how I'm so much better, I'm superior, I'm so much smarter, right? Well, then why don't you be willing to show how smart you are, how superior you are with your intellect? Let everybody in and just go ahead and compete with them and, and show everybody. But see, they know they're not the smartest people in the room. They know this. So let me hold back black people. Let me not let them in these fields because every time one or two slip in, they, they show, they show my hand and my hand is I'm not smart. I'm actually very mediocre. You held black people out of sports. You let black people in that. Who's watching them? Listen, at one point in time, the NBA was number but white people starting five. College basketball was number white people starting five. When they start letting black people in, what happened? I don't even see. I hardly, I hardly see a team of just white guys. No blacks, just white guys. Maybe these little small towns. Well, we talking about your big time universities. We talking about your, even your white PWI universities. They all go and recruit black people. They're not going out there and recruiting white people. Look at your football. Then we talking about PWIs. Even, even schools like Alabama in the heart of freaking Alabama, they're not going to recruit nothing but white guys. They're going to recruit all the black people. That's what they want on their team. Black people. Because they see that in athletics, we have, we are superior in a lot of things we do in athletics. Sorry, we are now certain things they're better at than others, right? 
a lot of times they say due to their genetic makeup, you have a lot of these top swimmers who are white. It's because their torsos are longer. Say black people's torsos are a little shorter, but our legs are longer. So we run faster than they run, right? And that's okay if, if they can be a better, better swimmer. And I say black people can't swim or can't dominate in swimming, but swimming is more so their thing. And we okay with that. There's nothing wrong with them swimming. It's okay. If they want to do ice hockey and not to say brothers can't do that. Okay, do it. We're not even mad at you. But to be running around here talking about you so much better than just openly compete. When you see someone fearing competition, ladies and gentlemen, it lets you know that they're not who they say they are. It's like me, for instance, even in with content creation. It's nobody I even think about. It's nobody I fear like that. I say, oh my God, they coming in and they're going to do this and going to do that. No, because nobody is secure in what my mission is. Nobody know what I'm, what I'm trying to do, where I'm trying to go. Maybe a, a small amount of people know a little bit, but they fully don't know. And when you stay up in your lane and do what you do, you have to worry about no competition. I don't care if there's a million podcasts out there. I don't care because according to the math is what about 7 billion people on earth. So it's enough people for me to reach because it can be millions of podcasts out there, but I just know a lot of people not listening to them. I know this just, you got a podcast. I mean, somebody listening to you. Do you have the staying power to do this? Do you have the infrastructure to do this? Do you have the commitment to do this? When people oh, I'm tired, I'm going to take a week off. See, that, that, that's a difference. I understand when you're building something, there's no time off. It's none. And if you see me taking a day off or so from my podcast, I'm doing something else with my other platforms. Or I'm doing things behind the scenes. I'm working on something. I'm a seven day a week person. Every day I got to do some work, my job and what I do. That's the advantage I have over a lot of people is that I know you need to work seven days a week. Yeah, I take a vacation here and there with the family or whatever, but even then I'm still doing, figuring something out. And I have an infrastructure where I actually can take off and I got, you know, people that's doing some things where they can still keep the, the platform going. So when, when, when you know what you are and what your, what your worth is, you don't fear competition. This is why even in the media space, they fear a lot of us. They don't want us even, even come and be a guest on a lot of these mainstream platforms because they know when the people hear us, they done. Don't let people, uh, studios or certain amounts of money you have access to. Don't let you make that thing that they just so much better. No, they're not, not at all. But Charlie Kirk and, and people like him with this affirmative action, see, this is going to expose their card. Because, see, now they can't use black people no more. Just like we talk about Asians. Like, nobody can use black people. Now, when you're not getting into these schools, now when you're not getting certain jobs, who are you going to blame now? Because the first thing I'm going to say, well, why didn't you get in? Affirmative action is dead. Oh, so now your card been pulled? Oh, so, so now it, it, it's exposed that you couldn't even make it in these schools? You couldn't even pass the test. You couldn't do anything. And that's been the story of these people in here in America, ladies and gentlemen, that's been a story. The bad part about their situation is they have built their whole lives off of lies and falsehoods that when it's time to compete, 
they literally going to be at the bottom. I'm telling you the natural order and how it's going to work when it comes to competition, the white supremacist is going to be at the bottom and we going to be, you know, in, in the, in the top range. Why? Because it's competition at that point It's equal and fair. So we don't have to worry about them. Like that. We are prepared. Listen, thing is the white supremacists have, have actually built us to compete at a higher level because in their system, we had to have more education just to get what they get with no education. So when it gets to an, a, a time of true competition and equality and competition, we're going to beat them because remember we had to be three times educated, five times educated. We had to be smarter. We had to be more witty than them. We had to be more committed than them because if we're not, you know, we can lose our job, lose this, lose that. So the white supremacists actually got us to be more comp competitive. When the time come, they can't steal your ideas. Cause that's what they love to do. They don't have a lot of ideas. So they want to pick your brain and steal your ideas. Recently I had a company wanted to uh, reach out to me and say, Oh yeah, we'd like to just do an interview with you and just ask you about how you create content and we'll pay you. I think it was like $450. I'm like, no, you're not. Because one thing you're not going to do is you're not going to pay me anything to pick my brain on how I do anything. Why? I'm not giving you my idea. Then literally see my ideas or the way I do things mass produced by you. No, don't look at what I do and try to figure that out. How I do it. Why I pick what I pick. No, 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 no. I'm not. It's no different than any company giving you their trade secrets. I would never give you a trade secret. Never. I'm not, what's to me, that's like insulting me trying to give me 400 some odd dollars. That's an insult. But what I will start telling them next time people come to me like that, I'm gonna tell them like this, well, you know, I need $17 trillion. So, so I can go ahead and distribute that among my people for reparations. So pay me 17 trillion. You can pick my, you can pick my brain. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, well, that, that's not going to happen. So there you go. I am not allowing any of the, I'm not giving no information. That's why I don't, don't ask me for consultations or nothing. Cause it ain't happening. Yes. I know the word I use ain't cause I'm going back to Port Arthur. It ain't happening. We have to hold on to our ideas, black men and women hold on to your ideas. When you go on your jobs, don't you give them your ideas. You only do the bare minimum to keep your job. You quiet quit. That should be the standard quiet quitting. Anyway, quiet quitting is you're doing the bare minimum to keep your job. If you want to take some ideas, take your ideas and create your own business. You got a sales job. You want to create something just like it. Be good with those clients. When you leave, when you about to go start your situation, say, Hey, I'm leaving. I'm, I'm going over here. You know, Hey, you like to come over here with me. I have my own. Some of them clients may want to go with you. Say, yeah, I like your work. I don't want to deal with these people. If you can do the job and you may be walking away with, with multi-million dollar accounts just cause they like you like that. Some, a lot of people have done it. And a lot of these corporations have gotten mad about that happening, but they just like you, but never give these people your idea. Well, what do you think? Um, Lakeisha, what do you think about we, we can do to, to, to better do the, I mean, we just got to just keep on, you know, working hard and, and being smart and, and, pl and plugging away. Don't give them no ideas. 
Don't think about nothing because they take your ideas, they implement them. And then, uh, then Becky and everybody else will get your, your raise, your position. So we as black people got to stop giving them multi-million dollar ideas. We have to stop. If you're superior, fine. Show me you superior by showing me all your great ideas. We have to stop giving away our ideas. Even when we make content. Don't be saying certain things in your commentary about certain ideas that can help you or help your family or help your community. Keep quiet on that. You can talk about things here and there in the abstract, but don't get de- too detailed about certain things that, that will fix things. Even in our own community, because they be ear hustling on these videos. They're ear hustling now. They're ear hustling on these videos and trying to write, ooh, he said this. Ooh, let me try this. And then, ooh, ooh. They always ear hustling. You can have, listen, you can have the platform to say, hey, I'm only talking to black folk. I'm only talking to Africans. I'm only talking to Afro-Latinos. I'm only talking to black people. I don't talk to nobody else but them. They still going to be right here, front and center, writing things down and ear hustling what we're talking about. They cannot stay away from us. I'm telling you, because they're always trying to find out what's the next idea. How how these black people thinking? How they moving? Ooh, can 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 we get some can we uh maybe can we do what they're doing? They're always trying to figure something out. They don't want to pay you the money, right? But they're trying to take your ideas and maybe could can we can we take that idea and get a white person to do it? See, that's another thing they try to do. So as like I said, don't give away no ideas to these people. Be smart in your commentaries. Don't get too detailed about how to fix a problem, how to make things better. Never do no details like that. Cause there's too much ear hustling on, online. Then you look up and what you just said a month ago. Now they're doing it and they're making, and they're making a bag off of what you said a month ago. So, so never, never, never give out good ideas online or at your job. Just quiet, quit. Do, do what you do. Always do your job, but, but don't give no ideas. Let them uh, be smart. Like they claim they are, but people like Charlie Kirk, like I said, it's just failures. He's failed. So because he's failed, all he has to lean on is racism. That's it. Which is the dumbest thing ever, but those black women are just better than him. They're, they're more superior than him. They've accomplished more than him. And I know you got to feel bad in your, in your, in your mind. I'm supposed to be superior, but four black women has made me look so bad. There's four of them. We got millions of other black men and women that has accomplished a lot more than he's ever accomplished in his life. Off of our merits. Not because of, oh, well, it's the color of our skin. You understand? We are the true success stories of America. Because we had to get it out of the mud. We had to fight through an artificial oppressive position. And we still made it. If you want to piss off the white supremacists, just be successful. Just win. That pisses them off more than anything. Because they know what they've done to you and me. They know. And we still figured out a way to get to, to become successful. That trust it runs all through them. It does. See, people like Charlie Kirk, you know, would tell you is this. 
Well, maybe if you just work hard, stop complaining all the time about race, stop acting like a victim. Cause you acting like a victim talking about affirmative action. They got in because of that. No, no, no. You're just a victim, sir. You acting like a victim is a victim mentality. You feel that they only got in because of their color. No, no, no. You just were not smart. That's all you be acting like a victim and that's it. Try harder, put in the work, but you're not going to do that because you're lazy and you come from a, a, a generation, generation upon generations of lazy people. I know my ancestors had to build a country and you couldn't even do it on your own. When, when your ancestors came over here and you had, uh, your own colonies, you was cannibalizing each other within a year. You couldn't, nothing got good for you until black people start doing it for you. And you know that back then. And you know that now you still can't maintain. Trust me. You, if, if everybody in their right mind who is non-white was to get up tomorrow and leave America, it wouldn't be long before America become third world because y'all don't have the skills. Y'all don't have the work or the drive to keep this country going. Trust me on that. Non-white people is the reason why America is where it's at. It is not because of y'all and, and, and you know it, you know how the reality is you can't do it on your own. You can't go to some of these towns where they, the majority in there, look at how those towns look, go to a place like West Virginia. I always talk about that place. I've been there. Go to the place like West Virginia and really look how, look how it look in a lot of areas where there's not no black people at, please. If you're so superior, it wouldn't look like that. You got so many places over there look like the hills have eyes and all of that. That's when you, that's when you over there by yourself and no black people. So please, the fact is those, those four sisters are just better than you. It runs all through you and you failed. You couldn't even compete. You couldn't even, uh, uh go through freaking junior community college. Now I, I, I know you, I know you feel sorry that you couldn't even make it in a community college. 